WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our brand new WBNE show, Curly Critics. Now, Curly Critics is a great show, very similar to Ethan and I, but with maybe better hosts in every way. See, Carrie and Jade, they are uh, curly haired and they review things, not just movies. It's all pop culture. So it's not just movies, but it's TV, uh, local radio broadcasts, um, Kanye West outfits from 2005. What? Uh, I have no idea. I'm just throwing stuff out there, but they review stuff and they are super fantastic. If you've never listened to them, now is a great time to start. They have an awesome podcast and you're going to absolutely love it. Here's a preview for it right here. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics. We talk books, movies, and TV shows, and whatever else we want to talk about. Don't forget musicals. We're just two childhood best friends who got bored during the pandemic and decided to create a podcast. Join us as we talk Star Wars, our high school English teacher, our collective childhoods, and of course, pineapples. You know that's right. Listen every other Monday wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to have a magical day. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're having a ball. Or maybe we're just trying on shoes. So invite all the women in the kingdom and get home by midnight. Because today we're bringing you Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Tyler. Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella, directed by Robert Iskov, came out November 2nd, 1997, which was 8,508 days ago, on a little itty bit of string, st- shoestring, $12 million string budget. String budget. $12 million budget, $10 million went to George Costanza. That it was cannot, made- that cannot be true. <laughs> it it cannot made- be true they paid Justin Alexander $10 million for this movie. It was made for TV, I think, so we don't have oh, yeah. any sort of Oh, yeah, office. it was made for TV. Did you watch it? There was commercial breaks. There was it commercial... Was, was there? There was at least one moment. It was the end of the first act of the like musical mm. where there was very clearly like a, hey, now we're going to commercial. And when gotcha. we come back, we're sort of in the same spot we were in. I just definitely I meant the part where it looks like garbage because all they have is the <laughs> NTSC video copy from 1997 because at the, apparently at that point, Hollywood was like, mm, it's never going to get better than home video cassette just throw the masters away <laughs> screw it uh disney said a, what remaster we wouldn't dare it it's out of 80s? focus at this point <laughs> there are scenes where there are not enough frames it was so like, it was so hard to watch i love this movie i have seen this movie dozens of times but i have not seen it since the evolution of the blu-ray it is so hard to watch at this point i i, I like that you loved it um, it got an 86% critic rating and a 74% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Does not have a Metacritic score. Uh, Ethan, do you have Rotten Tomatoes reviews? I do. I do have Rotten Tomatoes reviews. So there's se- we could read all of them. Actually, there are seven. I couldn't find this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. So so I'm gonna point. To- I'm gonna read the one negative review from uh, Harleen Ellen of the Chicago Tribune. And Harleen says, "Brandy isn't the only reason this show is less than captivating." That's it. That's it. <laughs> I love. <laughs> 
I would like to point is, to something interesting too. Okay, so this movie came out in 1997. Yep. We have seven Rotten Tomatoes reviews. Yep. One of them came from Teresa Telerico on January 1st, 2011. The one I read from Harleen Ellen came from February 20th, 2019. The other five came from February 27th, 2020. So they were they were with the release. Disney like pushed this to those people for the, oh no, 2020. Yeah, February 7th, 27th, 2020. I thought you said February 7th. No, nope, February 27th. 2020 because I read it at first and I was like all of these reviews came out in the future <laughs> so you think basically uh, I have no idea what happened a year ago like a group of reviewer friends sat down and 50 they were weeks like, ago people were like yeah. we should review the we should, just do we should review the Brandy Cinderella from 1997 uh, seven mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes reviews which is an all time low for bacon and eggs yeah I think that definitely is so let me read a positive review for you Tyler since you don't have one um, Karen James of the New York Times top critic here says often charming and sometimes ordinary. This is a cobbled together Cinderella for the moment, not the ages. That is a positive review for this movie. Uh, I have listener reviews. Uh, Julia of Unsobered Podcast uh, says this is the only Cinderella movie. Shout I will out Red Bull, not a sponsor. 92 out of 100. This is a throwback early bacon and eggs when we were not sponsored by Rockstar. Well, first we were actually not sponsored by Monster. Right. Like we reached out to Monster and they were like, it doesn't sound like y'all do an extreme sport. <laughs> I believe I have learned in the interim that Rockstar is owned by Monster. Is it really? <laughs> I believe so. They're both owned, I think, by Coke. Ah. Um, and then my other review comes from Kaysen, a new patron. So if you want your reviews read right on the show, patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Uh, 93 out of 100, first Cinderella story that's ever felt original to me. An all-time classic. 93 Controversial tweet. That's Scott Nicewander. Yeah, from our episode about Batman Scooby- the Dark Knight. <laughs> you know, the more I get to know Scott, the more I feel like I think he hates the Dark Knight. I think, I think like, Scott is so good and pure in such a way that there is no... I want to know Scott's thoughts on WandaVision is what I'm trying to say. And I want him to speculate with me but i have a feeling when he watches wandavision it's like he speaks the language that they're speaking and so it's just like oh yeah i get all these references agatha harkness boom ralph i know ralph you guys don't know ralph as a classic character everybody knows ralph i did open my phone to text scott to see how scott felt about the dark knight and i saw something that uh demanded my immediate attention i demand your immediate smiles my immediate i Okay, I can smile. I'll text Scott Nice Wonder and say, Scott Nice Wonder, do you love the Dark Knight? I'm sure you said something really funny. I didn't listen to a word of it. I know you didn't. Oh, it was all so good. Well, I'll, uh, I'll hear about it tomorrow. I know. Uh, okay. Uh, Ethan, out of 100, Brandy Cinderella. 75. I'm glad you went first because I don't know where I would have landed if I didn't hear your score. Been like that before. Definitely been like that before. All week, it's been like Ethan being like, I love the Brandy Cinderella. This is the greatest movie of all time. No, I don't think that at all. So Um, when I was watching this movie, I was like, wow, there's a lot of inspiration from like true classic cinema. I know Ethan's a Turner classic guy. That was probably huge for him. But then there's also this like everyone's a different race and they don't even mention it, which in the 90s was like the right kind of progressive. But in 2021, it's kind of like you could have just said she was black. And so like that was really cool. But they and then like there's this interracial couple like but it's in this classic cinema thing with the song and dance and this in the sound stage. I thought Ethan was going to be like, this is the greatest cinematic work of all. No, time. not at all. I think that this gets like 
a 90 no sorry what did i say 75 this yeah. gets like a 75 out of 80 out of 100 for me so like the best this could have been the best this could have ever been was an 80 for me yeah so i i have no nostalgia ties to this i did i've never even seen my biggest nostalgia with cinderella is in seventh grade one time we read dino rella and i like did a sketch in class where I was reading it and we got to the part with the menu and I said, and the hors d'oeuvres on the menu are, because I didn't know how to say hors d'oeuvres. So I, I it didn't say hors d'oeuvres, I said horse d'oeuvres. Yeah. And the whole class laughed at me. And Miss Hogan, who wasn't Miss Hogan at the time, but I don't remember her her maiden name, which was the name I had. Uh, but she was like, you remind me of the squirrel from Over the Hedge. And also, that's not how you say that word. I have not thought about Over the Hedge. <laughs> I think about Over the Hedge all the I time. Thought about, I thought about the 1997 Brandy Cinderella more than I thought about Over the Hedge. I had Over the Hedge on DVD. Dude, that was like the last bastion of my youth was Over the Hedge on DVD. Like, after I finished that, it was all Tarantino until I got to college. I just watched Pulp Fiction on repeat after Over the Edge. I, you didn't do that. I went to college with you. You didn't do that. That is all of the is a lie. This is it is a lie because I, I genuinely don't think I've seen Pulp Fiction from beginning to end because the way people talk about it just totally ruins it for me. Hey, um, angry white boys, real quick, real quick, earmuffs or headphones off. Uh, Pulp Fiction's all right. It's like my least favorite Tarantino movie. Um, it's what just, it's just a lot really of pontificating good. from Samuel Jackson and it's fine. Unnecessarily violent, but not in a fun way that like Inglorious Bastards is. Or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right, That's yeah. It, the, the, he, Tarantino's definitely figured his thing Yo. out. Pulp Fiction's not his thing. I think there's a certain breed anyway, of um, what, white boy. Yeah, white guys, headphones back on now. Thank you. There's cool. a certain breed of white boy that loves early Tarantino more than modern Tarantino. Because they're like, how could you mess up the classics? Because they were freshmen in college around the same time as us when like all those movies already existed. Right, and there are people who think that Dude Ranch is the best Blink-182 album. People can be wrong about things. Not everything is cool just because it's older. Right. Like, I... Do you remember? Oh, do you know what my favorite is when people are like, Disney ruined Star Wars. Do you know? Do you know what people thought of the prequels before Disney bought Star Wars? Yeah, they, they, it was it was deplorable. George were, Lucas yeah. ruined Star Wars. I mean, he did his best to ruin Star Wars. He tried. He tried so hard to ruin Star Wars. And then Disney comes in and they're like, okay, well, we'll fix this Clone Wars TV show that was all over the place with a badass season seven. We'll fix the prequels with some, you know, with that and it kind of recanonize that. And then Rebels, awesome. And then we like, we're just going to make the furthest thing from the prequels when we make the sequels. It would be great because people will love it because it's nothing like the prequels. And then they, they, they done fix themselves too much. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see where people is coming from. Like, it definitely does. There is a little bit of a disconnect between seven and eight for sure. Or sorry, eight and nine for sure. Um, oh, I uh, yeah. Because I they, they had different teams working on it at the same time, basically. That's never going to work. OK, right. we can take we can wait a little longer between Star Wars movies. It'll be OK. Yes. Anyway, this has nothing to do with the 1997 Brandy Cinderella. Did you give this a score? 70. 70. OK, um, I really enjoy this movie. Cinderella is not my favorite fairy tale by any means. Um. It's just a lot of like, yeah, you're poor, but then you get to marry rich because question mark? I because not God know. helped you. Because <laughs> Whitney Houston's here. Right. Well, just and no, <laughs> even the Cinderella story in itself, just the bare bones. It's like this this person gets visited by a magical being who is like, what you need is me for me to turn that pumpkin into a, into a carriage. Is some drip. That'll fix everything. Yeah. What you need the drip is some will heal drip. all. <laughs> you need uh, Chucky Milk made the pink? No. Supreme make the pink go away. We got this. <laughs> no, I think I, I actually like the Cinderella story in this context 
Maybe because I just watched Bridgerton and Bridgerton is apparently Cinderella to a freaking T, like the Brandy Cinderella. Uh, but I, I, I like it better in this context because it's like in this sort of feudal system where you have to court and do the whole thing and the fact that he's a prince is is what's holding them being together. But like society is the problem here. And, and we can all recognize that when we watch it. Uh, it's not like Cinderella in it's not like Tinderella. It's not Tinderella. Tinderella would have been bad. No, so, but it's just Aladdin, but less fun. Tinderella would result in like Tinderella has a foot thing going on on Reddit <laughs> or something. <laughs> Glass slippers, man. I have I have seen some horrible just like things that could go wrong with a glass slipper ideas. Oh, dude. When George Costanza was like, "Who dances on a glass slipper, Jerry?" I was like, "That's exactly right." I mean, Who yeah, dances? he's he's on it the whole time for sure. Um, so this is an interesting thing, right? Because this is a, a very, uh, especially for the time, very diverse cast, and they really just don't make a big deal out of it. No, th I think they take a step too far in not making a big deal out of it. They don't mention once that like every character is a different ethnicity, right? Because okay, so this is the thing, right? Like we, the thing, I real quick, movie's not for us. We're two white people. We get it. I mean, this movie is made for us more than. Um, then, then like Black Klansman is made for us, but Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, then Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is made for us. But like, and I've heard a bunch of people say like, this was progressive for me as a kid because it, it like did X, Y, Z to just sort of normalize me, a person of color to my friends, people not of color and just sort of accept us as royalty, accept us as people, as something that didn't need to be talked about. Right. Right. But like you make this movie in, in 2021. Right. And the Prince the, the Jason Alexander comes up because it's still Jason Alexander. Nobody else could play that part. Uh, Right. They would try to cast Danny DeVito and I would hate it. Um, but Jason Alexander comes up to him and she's, he's like, well, what does she look like? And the prince goes, yeah, um, she's a black girl. There's not that many of them around here. Right. Like you saw the people at the ball. Like there's a, there's a fair few more than I would expect, honestly. <laughs> but like that can narrow it down quite a bit. We don't need to put the slippers on the white girls. It's it not them. Definitely not. It's the definitely white girls. not them. I can tell you that for sure. And I know because my mom's black, so it's cool. And I, I also get the point where they're coming from of like, this is a thing that happens, especially more so in musicals, like stage musicals. Now there's definitely still a problem with casting black and um, in Broadway. This is definitely a thing that happens in stage musicals where the, with, with, with exceptions, obviously like Hamilton, where the race of the character doesn't super duper matter, especially for shows like Cinderella. They're just going <laughs> to, the idea is they'll cast the best person to the part, regardless of what they look like. And <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's the idea. Um, but you, you definitely see more uh, casting of, of characters because the characters in musicals sort of stand for themselves. A lot of people play those parts, right? It's not definitive. It's not like Scarlett Johansson is the only person to play this part. Right. It's like you're one of a, a dozen, 20, 50 people who have played this part on Broadway or whatever. Right. So I definitely get where they're coming from, where like, let's not make a big deal out of it. And it, it is a pretty direct adaptation of, well, they, they definitely modernize the music, but it's a pretty direct adaptation of the stage musical, the Roger Hammerstein stage musical, where the dialogue just doesn't allow for things like that. And it's like, put whoever in whatever part, let's, Whoopi Goldberg and Victor Garber gave birth to Pablo Montalban, and we're just not going to talk about it, right? <laughs> we're just not going to mention We're just once. not going to mention it at all. <laughs> Which I, I love that. I, I really did because I think I think there's definitely a place for recognizing our differences and I think that's extremely important. But I also think it's extremely important, like you were saying, to normalize every person of every color can be whoever they want to be. Right. And whoever they are. And right. You can be a fairy godmother, you can be a princess, you can be the evil stepsister, like you can be the queen. Right. And and so I think diversity in our 
conversations as well is important. For but sure, this is yeah. All, this is all perspective from like a super privileged white person. Absolutely. A super privileged white person, in my case, who grew up watching this movie as like, this is one of my earliest movie memories, honestly. This is the part of the reason that I like musicals. Just this, this movie was so present in my house for whatever reason. Yeah, that's so wild to me. I did not know this existed. <laughs> Yeah, like I I was I haven't watched this movie probably since I was twelve or thirteen, right? Mm -hmm. But like as a kid in ninety eight or ninety nine when it was on video, I, like I I saw this a bunch, a bunch. We had this on VHS and just wore it out. And I'm like sitting there, like I know the words to these songs that I have not thought about in decades. Yeah, I did not know any of these songs. I'm seeing that like in my own little corner in my own little chair song, and I'm like, I know the words to this song. I think about that song all the time for whatever reason, and I can never remember what it's from. But I'll put like a chair in a room and sit down and it'll be like in my own little corner in my own little chair and I'm like where is that where is that coming from in my brain like do you have any memories of I'm asking you this because I want to tell my story but I want okay. to know if you have one as well <laughs> okay uh, do you have any memories of being a youth and like accidentally writing a song that definitely already exists but you forgot about um yeah. Tell me yeah. that story. If you have a recollection. I'm not, not a direct one. It's just like I've done so much musicking over the years. That like I've done that a bunch where I'll, I'll finish up with something and be like, mm, this is Viva La Vida. <laughs> I had one. Dang it. <laughs> I remember I was probably older than I should have been to have this mistake. And I, I mean, I didn't like do anything with it, but I remember mowing the lawn one day. And the whole time I was mowing the lawn, I was like, it's really sunny out here. I've got sunshine. That's on catchy. a cloudy day. And then I was like, oh, the wind's blowing. When it's cold outside, I've got the month of May. I was like, man, that's something right there. I should write that down. And I spent like, my yard is pretty big. I spent like 45 minutes to an hour just thinking about this idea that I was like, I've really got something here. And you wrote my girl. <laughs> my Bro, my girl. <laughs> one of the most like iconic songs. Yeah, ever. one of the songs, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> like, I thought I was so clever. I was like, man, this is I've got. It's something. crazy the way your brain works like that. I remember my guitar teacher told me about this, where he like wrote like uh, put different lyrics to it, but the music was like one hundred percent a Led Zeppelin song, mm -hmm. and he just like he showed his bandmates, and they were like. That's when the levee breaks, but with different words. And he's like, no. And then listen to it. And he's like, man, it is. <laughs> that happened to me. Uh, do you remember Parker? He was a, he was a music comp major. He did one semester at CNU and he was, a, he was, and then he transferred to VCU. Probably not. I remember um, he was one of your octo mates, right? Well, I didn't live in an octo, but he, he, him and I shared, a, he was in my octo. I did live in an octo. I was like, you definitely lived in the octo. <laughs> yeah. 305 and around. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was uh, Ellis Chapman's roommate. He was supposed to live with Aaron was, and then okay. Ellis I was going to say I thought he's Aaron's Pat. No. So yeah they were supposed to have four music majors on our side and then like four party animals on the other and they literally accidentally switched rooms but anyway uh, he came into class on our first day of or I guess our second day of like elementary improvisation and just played Spain by Chuck Corea or Chick Corea and yeah. Eldon Sully was like that's Spain by Chick Corea and he was like is it? Oh man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, sir, there's no alcohol in this cup. So, I'm, yes, sir, it's what? <laughs> I've got to get new friends. <laughs> he would do that to me. <laughs> I just can't but believe yeah, he like, lied to me. He like sat down at the piano and was like, boom, boom, ba dun, da dun, dun, da 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 dun,
Oh, yeah, that's a classic. If you're listening at home, stop listening to this. Stop listening to Curly Critics. Listen to Spain by Chick Corea. No, keep listening to Curly Critics. Yeah, do do, do that. Do, do listen to Curly Critics, please. It'll make their day, and that's the most important thing. So, so what did you really think about this movie? You've been avoiding telling me what you think about this movie. You're I, stalling on me. I might just be talking too much, but you're stalling on me. I'm going to blame you. Do you remember in Doctor Who... The master takes over, and so the doctor sure. fashions these <laughs> these necklaces out of keys to the TARDIS. Sure, that was me with this movie. Where so in in the show, if you I know Ethan's familiar because he just finished a run of it, but I think about this concept all the time. He makes these necklaces where if you put them on, people like can't look directly at you; that they, they kind of look around you. Yeah, perception filters. Perception filters. That was me with this movie, where like I would look up at the screen and I'd be like. Go huh. on. And then I would just kind of turn my head and look l- look away for a few minutes. And then I'd be like, oh, the movie. Right, right. It's because uh-huh. it's out of focus. <laughs> it is because it's out of focus. So I had a really hard time caring. Also, it's very quiet. My TV was on like... My TV is typically a pretty reasonable gauge. 30, 40 is normal volume. I was on like 75. I'll tell you, I would not call your TV... I don't know which TV... The one in the living room, I would not call reasonable in any respect. <laughs> Why is that? Especially volume. I've just felt like, man, I was riding. When I was there visiting, I was riding the button. You ride the button way more than I do. I'm a, I'm a set it and leave it kind of guy, though. Well, I see. I like to be able to hear the thing I'm listening to. It's as simple as that. <laughs> subtitles, man. I did use the subtitles here. Uh, oh, I subtitles don't turn off ever at this point. Yeah. For me. I'm a yeah. subtitles guy. I always have been. I listened to way too much data. Remember all the way turned up on my iPod uh, back in the day for me to not need subtitles. Right, like I can hear good, but I definitely miss things. <laughs> it definitely ain't there 100. percent They're like, ah, you, when you listen to one of those things, it's like, um, you know, how much of the mosquito ringtone can you hear? And I'm like, oof, I don't remember turning 45. <laughs> it's it's probably not great. Those things, and it's like, it's like, oh, they probably just turned it off. This is like a trick. <laughs> yeah, and it, you start just feeling bad about yourself and feeling like, oh, maybe I should get my... There's no way to reverse this, though. This is not <laughs> this fixable. Is, I guarantee you, because we did this to ourselves, they will. we will find a fix for it. Yeah, but there ain't one yet. Nope. Uh, so tell me how you felt. Like, So I really felt like I couldn't even keep my eyes on it. And part of it was like, I had a screaming toddler, and I was eating dinner, and I got this Dr. Pepper and cream soda. And I was just, you know, I was a little spaced on the film. Also, the other issue is like, I know the story of Cinderella. Why do you like your soda that sweet? I, it seems like a weird thing to have to defend. It uh, is, though. Like, why do you like it that sweet? I don't understand. You bought sheer wine and cream soda Dr. Pepper today, and I've never felt more offended and <laughs> violated by a picture coming into my phone do you have and i have received unsolicited dick pics before <laughs> do you, do you i would s- rather see an unsolicited dick pic than a can of creams or cheer wine that's so offensive Truly. uh so you you're telling me that you would rather like do you want me to like salt my dr pepper and cream soda no do i want p- you to drink regular dr pepper i do never drink regular dr. never pepper. once never once in my life in my 27 almost 28 years on this earth have i drank a dr pepper and been like delicious you know what this needs some more vanilla some more sugar just generally more sweetness i would love it if you upended a bottle of vanilla extract and some sweet and low into my dr pepper that's where dr never pepper dr pepper cream soda freaking orange vanilla coke vanilla coke in general is vile to me i don't know i don't feel like my soda pop needs to be savory my soda pop can be i'm not saying it needs to be savory i'm saying dr pepper already has enough sugar in it <laughs> they're both 150 calories they're the same calorie count in okay a they're all the same calorie count congratulations it's distributed differently in there 
39 grams added sugars in this bad boy. 39 grams. Yeah, okay, so Dr. Pepper's 23 flavors, right? Whatever. The cream soda Dr. Pepper is 24 flavors, theoretically, but the ratio's off, okay? Like, like there's there's a there's a there's an imbalance that is created by by the cream soda in there. It's no longer every every flavor gets a one in twenty three ratio. It's now like we get a one in in eight hundred, and and cream soda gets a one in four. <laughs> I don't know. I I've never had this before, and I was I was decking the halls at Food Lion, and you know how they say never go to the grocery store when you're hungry. Yeah, never, never go to the grocery store when you're craving a soda pop. Tell you that. Never much. go to the grocery store when you're craving a soda pop. You will buy the dumbest sodas in the world. I'm going to enjoy this one and maybe one or two more, and then the rest of these I will trudge through. And the same with the cheer wine. I'll be like, oh man, that was a yummy cheer wine. And then the that's next the eleven of them, I'll be like, this is like. And that's my thing. Syrup. That's my thing. Well, all all the first cheer wine, I'm be like, Robitussin. I do not like Robitussin. <laughs> but uh, I could drink twelve Coca Colas back to back. No I would problem. not even know that I drank. I would 12 not even Coca-Cola. know. They'd be like, oh, you just killed the whole twelve pack. I'd be like, mm, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm, die. Gonna, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die right now. <laughs> no. But I didn't notice it. It's not even, it's not even just, I'm going to die. It's, do we have more? (laughs) It's like, okay, so we're out then? Like, crap. I wouldn't notice. But I get through one and one half vanilla Coke and I'm like, this gimmick was Good on that forever. Good on that forever. Yeah. So that's the issue is that I went to the grocery store while at like, with like a caffeine headache. And I was like, I I mean, all of these look good. I've never had this one before. And so you really never had the Crusoe Dr. Pepper. Uh -uh. That seems like such a you thing to buy. I'm also, so this is known for me when we got into beer drinking at 21, I was very into any sort of gimmick beer. Like, and I'm still into any gimmick beer because at first when you start drinking, it's like, I want to drink all the gimmick beers and then it's like i want to drink ipas exclusively because i'm a craft beer guy because that's what i do and then you circle back around to i want to drink gimmick beers because they're seasonal and ipas are forever and yeah. i want my gimmick beard now right it's cold outside and i want a peanut butter beer right that being said i am good on hardywood gingerbread stout for the rest of time i'm probably good on hardywood gingerbread stout i'll buy one like annually if, they, mm, if nope, there were I'm- bars if there were bars ethan you don't tell me that you wouldn't go to a bar. I mean, we have like local breweries, so we just end up drinking whatever the awful local brew is. Okay, I'm good on three notched Biggie S'mores till the end of time. I am so good on three notched Biggie S'mores till the end of. They made a van- they made a vanilla Biggie S'mores. I want you to think about that for a second. I don't know if you had it. I tried it because Seamus Gorman bought it, but they made a vanilla Biggie S'mores. Now, for those of you who've never had the luxury of going to a three-notch, Biggie S'mores is a s'more-flavored porter that is just <laughs> liquid schmo, right? It's just... <laughs> it's just marshmallow. They, they, they melted the marshmallow and then, like, added some sugar to it, and then they melted the chocolate and added some sugar to it. And then barley. And then beard it. <laughs> they turned it into beer. And it's just violent. And then they were like, you know what? Some people don't like this because it's too dark. Let's lighten it and add, van- add a little bit of vanilla. <laughs> vanilla extract. Because I almost said, I almost did the like, add a little bit of spice <laughs> thing, but there's no, there's no spice. There's no spice. There's no cinnamon. There's no ginger. There's, cinnamon would really improve it. Cinnamon would really improve it. Would give it that little bit of. A little bit of kick. You, you know, your ideal thing is, 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 is sweet and savory and, and bitter and sour at the same time, right? It's the, the corner and the middle of that thing right 
That's, that's why, what you want. That's why we that's drink why IPAs, the, which are entirely bitter and savory. It's why um freaking dark chocolate raspberry stuff is so good. I don't like dark chocolate raspberry. That's bull. So tell me this, Ethan. When you buy, if what is your ideal chocolate bar? Just like milk chocolate, dark chocolate, like a cho- chocolate. like a chocolate bar, like like a chocolate bar. No nuts, no sea salt. Just like a bar of cho- what kind of chocolate do you like best? Milk chocolate, white chocolate, dark chocolate. <sighs> if you say white chocolate's not chocolate, chocolate, I swear to God, I'm quitting the podcast. No, I would, I would never. I would. I love white chocolate. White chocolate is straight up chocolate. Yeah, I it's love white chocolate. In the name. Um. Yeah, like a Hershey Special Dark, probably. Okay. If, so I can't, if I can't have anything in it. Nothing in it. I don't want a white chocolate bar. I do want the cookies and cream. I do like the cookies and cream. Bar. Yeah. Uh, okay, what is what is your ideal chocolate bar with something in it? Now, you, there's a certain limitation here. You can't do like an Almond Joy. It's got to be primarily a chocolate bar. Okay. Yeah, probably the cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. So white chocolate. Interesting. So you wouldn't buy like a bougie. Here's my thing. I like sweet stuff. I don't have a huge sweet tooth for actual desserts. Like I don't love cupcakes. I really don't like ice cream. Uh, but real I love quick, real quick. Sweet I want to go back to the. I want to go back to the question that you almost asked right there. What? Which was at least in my in my mind, what you almost asked out loud was, so you wouldn't just buy a bougie white chocolate, which I absolutely would. But they don't make that. I know, but I absolutely. <laughs> they were just like, this is a sick bar of white chocolate. I absolutely like. It's not my favorite. It's not my choice. But I would buy it. No. Absolutely, I would buy it. So it comes down to this. This is where I found myself is uh, they're pushing big chocolate is pushing debutantes eat dark chocolate with sea salt bar. Yeah, Tyler, it's rad. Yeah, I know it's rad. Tyler eats milk chocolate with sea salt, which is that's, also rad. That's the better bar. I disagree, but I'm, I can see where you're coming from. Anyway, so I like I said, I don't do a lot of desserts. Like I don't like cake or ice cream or cupcakes, uh, but I really do like sweet sodas. And my coffee is always really sweet. I like sweet beverages. Uh, you know what I don't like? I got a really bougie nighttime tea one time yeah it was very floral like it tasted like roses i hated it fair okay i can see that it was its smell was so rich and pungent yeah it was actually pungent as in it punched me in the face yeah i don't like a lot of floral super floral tea i I mean i'll drink green tea it's not my favorite i'll drink chai tea it's definitely not my favorite uh chai means tea yes i know tyler (laughs) chai is my favorite 100 easily no yeah i just want like a like a black darjeeling no if I I do I do a chai latte at Barstocks, which I know is not for chai folks, is not I I prefer a lot of things incorrectly when it comes to coffee. Chai is not coffee. <laughs> I know, but like when it comes to hot beverages in general, I'm generally wrong. Like, um, you're I not like though. Chai latte at okay, Starbucks. You're not though. The people that tell you you're wrong for liking a chai latte are wrong. This is right. what I learned in India: is that chai is goes in everything. Right. Spicy tea in all things. You right. Spicy like, tea and hot milk. Enjoy. If you're like, yo, I want my chai with a scoop of ice cream in it. They're like, yep, cool. You darn tootin'. Done. Do you want pistachio ice Actually, cream? Actually, they, they imagine. Have, believe it or not, they've already asked you whether or not you want ice cream in it. <laughs> they do. The, that's what you told me is in India, they, they ask they you They will want just slap an ice cream in everything. No, they're like, cause you weren't in like touristy land. You were in like, no, I was India. in the middle of God's nowhere. <laughs> like you want to, if you want to go, if you want to see part of the, uh, the, one of the parts of India that I went to look up Karagpur and, and there's nothing, man. It is like, we were at a college in like an Indian college town, like college station, like college station, West Bengal. <laughs> <laughs> How was their football team? Uh, their cricket team was rad. I watched a cricket match. 
at one point. Cool. That was it was very cool. Uh, no, but like even with coffee, I do more sweet and low than I'm supposed to. I do sweet and low. Sweet and low is like taboo in coffee culture. Uh, is it? I do instant. Yeah, people. A lot of places don't even serve sweet and low. Very frustrating because it's like you're supposed to do stevia. You can't put aspartame in your coffee. I can put whatever I dang. I well truly don't like aspartame coffee. very much. I, that is a flavor I'm not down with. I love. I like my, my oldest brother Jonathan does not like aspartame. He doesn't like. Uh, coffee mate french vanilla because he said it tastes like aspartame my ideal coffee is like two sweet and lows and two scoops or two like shots of uh like french vanilla oh no if i bought a sweet creamer i'm good already i would no. not put i would not put more than one sweet and low in a coffee sweet and low is so two strong sweet and lows sweet and low is so strong yeah i'm being bullied right now i'm being I'm you're being not attacked. being bullied i just think that being attacked he said i'm less than human no I don't think you're less he than human. Me. Hey, Tyler, I don't think you're less than human because you put sweet and low in your coffee. I think you're less than human because you drink sheer wine. <laughs> you just offended the entire state of North Carolina. Good. I, I hope I did. You know what? <laughs> if you're a if you're a if you're down North in North Carolina right now, I don't want to hear it. Sheer wine is disgusting. <laughs> you don't like Robitussin. No, they have sold. It's it's like it's like it's like freaking non-alcoholic lean. Like they have sold us this <laughs> garbage in a can and been like brewed in the south, raised in a glass, and it tastes <laughs> like it tastes like cherry cough syrup. It's so good. It's, it's so like, not. It's so. It makes my you've, teeth. Hurt. You've never been in like a, a cookout and been like, man. Cookout ice and cheer wine to water down a little bit? Oh, yeah. Okay, with the cookout ice, it's palatable. But people like, people will take, they'll crack a can of cheer wine and be like, um, yes, come on, cheer wine. Oh, it's so good. I, I exclusively drink from cans. This is another thing about me. I mean, not exclusively. Like, I drink water from cups. But, like, you don't, you don't get that liquid death? What do you mean? It's like canned water. Oh, no. I, I like, mean, not I like both. sparkling water, like flat water. No. Have you ever drank flat water out of a can? Uh, yeah, the liquid death isn't bad, actually. It does not taste like can. They, oh, have, man. they have somehow made it not taste like can. Dasani used to sell in cans, like, in the 90s. Yep. And it tasted straight up like aluminum. Like, a lot of people, two liters, I don't understand that in the slightest. No. Nope. A lot of people will pour ice in a cup and then pour their can into the cup. I do that. I do not do that. I do not do that. that the best is, way to get a soda is, is a 20-ounce bottle, 100%. Already chilled. Uh... Sure. Yeah. I don't want water in my soda. I do. I 100% do. I will pour it out of the can. Um, I would rather drink it straight out of a bottle than straight out of a can, for sure. But I absolutely prefer ice in my soda. No. Mm-mm. Absolutely prefer ice in my soda. My At least like a dark soda. My mother-in-law fascinates me. She, uh, I, She's one of our greatest patrons in the history of bacon and eggs, one of our top all-time patrons. Thank you, Kathy. If you want to be like Kathy, go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. She, anytime she drives past a McDonald's, Diet Coke light ice, large Diet Coke light ice. I respect that. I'm all for that. McDonald's is the only place I will will willingly drink a Diet Coke from. I, I actually don't like their Diet Coke. People be like, it's, they mix it better. One, there's no consistency whatsoever. It's their straws that taste weird. Two, uh... Yeah, the McDonald's Coke be hitting different. Diet Second best Coke in the world. Second best Coke in the world. Behind what? Waffle House. Diet Coke is best out of a can. Out of a Diet Coke can. is best in the trash. <laughs> it's a culture thing. I hate diet soda. I hate it. If I gotta so pick one, I pick Diet Pepsi. I had a Diet Pepsi recently. Hit different. It hits different. I, hey, I told you this recently, man. You gotta try a Pepsi sometime. You have been underrating Pepsi. It wasn't a Diet Pepsi. That is awful. What oh, is that? Oh, that's a Miller Diesel. It's not a Miller Diesel. No, you're right. That's a High Life. It's Miller like ninety three <laughs> or eighty five. Yeah, Miller eighty five. That's it. <laughs> I just traded in a vehicle that took premium or uh, uh, ninety three. The Juke did. The Juke did. Yeah. Wild. 
Yeah, yeah, it's turbo. So turbo oh, yeah, yeah, has yeah, a yeah. higher octane. Yeah, right. Any, anything with a turbo, you're supposed to get 93. Yep. Um, because it's the way that it compresses and makes the fire. I don't know. Somebody explained it to me one time. Uh, oh, yeah. I still have no idea how a turbocharger works. Not a clue. I like know a decent bit about cars. I have no idea how a turbocharger works. Uh, I'm not going to try to explain it because I will embarrass oh, myself. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not asking. <laughs> I, I want to make it very clear. I'm not asking. I know that it goes like, <laughs> doesn't like blow off sound. Yeah. Anyway, I had a turbo. Zippy car. I miss it. It was a wonderful car, but it also could hold maybe half a car seat. Yeah. I'm about to have two children. Right. Yeah. The, the, the back door is hidden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like anytime Olivia was in that car, nobody else but me could be in that car. Uh, anyway, I got rid of that car and it was, uh, it was frustrating anytime I filled it up, but it had like a nine gallon tank. So it was still pretty freaking cheap to fill up. I have to fill up my truck, which has got a giant tank, but takes literally any gas in the world. I mean, you, you could pump that thing full of oil and it would run. It wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't. Do not put diesel in it. I will not put diesel in it. I will not put oil in it. But No, I put put oil where it's supposed to go. Oh, yeah. It's it a 90-something, right? Or is it, what is it, 03? 05. 05. Yeah, it's about to start heavily needing oil, I would imagine. I took it to the shop the other day, and it failed its inspection. That doesn't surprise a, me at all. There's a lamp out, which I knew, but it hadn't been to a shop in two years. Yeah. Uh, so, like, no oil changes, nothing. So, I had to get that done. Talk to me about mm. Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella, Ethan. This is integral to your childhood. Like, Real quick, I do just want to say, because of the Pando... Um, yeah. we are officially on a schedule of oil changes with my car where I just get the oil changed when I feel like it Yeah, yeah. because I have absolutely no idea when I got the last oil change, like at what mileage I got my last oil change. Not a clue. Couldn't tell you not for all the money in the world. Cause it's been a while. There was a while where it was like, yeah, you know, every 10,000 miles you get the oil changed. And I'm like, okay, so that's like seven months. Cool. Got it. <laughs> Bunch yeah. of miles in that car. But now I put no miles on it. And I'm just like, this oil is going to go bad eventually, I feel like. Yeah, so that's what I learned. That's what the Pando taught me is that oil, if you don't drive it, the oil goes, goes bad, bad yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that was always, I always knew the case because back, I had to change the oil in the Celica religiously because it was like, it leaked a bit and, um, you know, it was, it was a 3,000 mile change. Right, it was an 86. Yeah, and it was either 3,000 miles or six months. <laughs> back, back in those days. I could put miles on a car like it was nothing. Yeah. I mean, like in college, though, it was like I would drive to Roanoke and back and then my car would sit for two months and then I would drive to or I would drive to like cookout once a week or whatever. Once a week. I was in there college. Was, there was a time where I think we went to cookout. Not enough. Never enough. We never obsessed about it the way some other folks did, but we did get to a point where I felt like the staff recognized us. I have been to the Newport News cookout with so many like diverse groups of people in my life. Oh, yeah. That was that was the thing about cookout is that it was completely universal. So it doesn't matter who you're with. You can always get a watered down cheer wine with. Right. Them, it's like there were, I was in New York, Newport News for seven years and in six of those years there was a cookout. And like, so I went with like sophomore hallmates and like Paige Beer and like then, then like fraternity brothers and then like post college friends and then like band people and everybody. It, it was universal between people. So I went to that cookout with very many different groups of people. Anyway, much like. Much like the Newport News cookout, the Brandy Cinderella is universal. Um, it's so good. R.I.P. Whitney Houston, though. I didn't know Whitney Houston was dead. Yeah, super dead. I, this is news to me. Yeah, I was, no, she, she, she dead as hell. This is going to sound... Whitney Houston died in 2012. From what? Uh, either an overdose. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse also dead. No, I know. But when you said overdose, that's where my brain went. 
Well, more than one person has overdosed ever. I understand that. I just didn't know that Whitney Houston was dead. That was that was news. Yeah, to Whitney me Houston, I believe, got high as balls on cocaine and drowned. Oh my gosh, that sucks. Um, I think it's the same thing that happened to Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries. I believe that I was the never same. Heard that name? Same. The Cranberries did zombie. Oh, I got a response from Scott Nicewonder. Oh, I said, Scott Nicewonder, do you love the Dark Knight? And he said, I enjoy it. Yes. Oh, see, he doesn't. He doesn't love it. He hates it actually he doesn't enjoy okay. it at all that's what i heard okay so tyler says you hate it no i'm not gonna <laughs> say that uh ask him if he likes wandavision no you don't want to know no go to his twitter i I don't want to talk about WandaVision right now. All right. I'm not acknowledging WandaVision. We made a mistake not covering it, and I'm not acknowledging it, okay? <laughs> Welcome back to Bacon and Eggs Wednesdays. WensDivision! WensDivision. Let's talk about John Krasinski coming in as Reed Richards. John Krasinski has been in already four episodes of the show, so... Okay, well, actual John Krasinski is going to be in as Reed Richards. I don't think he will. Well, it's on his Wikipedia page. Wikipedia can be edited by anybody. I mean, not if you're John Krasinski. I don't know. I think it's I think it's Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal doing what? As 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 Reed Richards. As Reed Richards. <laughs> Who's the friggin' anybody original? but but Miles Teller? Who's the dude the original Fantastic Four that was Reed Richards? I thought that dude was great. Chris Evans, wasn't it? No, Chris Evans was the Human Torch. Oh, is that Johnny not Reed Blaze. Richards? Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. No, Johnny Blaze is not that person either. Isn't Johnny Blaze? Johnny Blaze is is Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fantastic Four. Uh, Johnny Storm is who I'm thinking of. Johnny Storm? That's close. Jonathan Storm. <laughs> Jonathan Storm. Uh, anyway, Chris Evans. What's the guy? Reed Richards. No idea. Iowan Grafud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how any of those things are pronounced. Fine. You look up his name and you tell me how it's pronounced. I'm sure it's Ian or Owen. I-O-A-N? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Grafud. Grufud. He's Welsh. He's Welsh. It's got to be... Ian or Owen. This dude is like, if you go to an image search of this dude, at first you'll be like, oh, he's a pretty plain looking dude. And then you'll see some pictures and you'll be like, that dude's hot. That dude is attractive. You'll be like, that's Matthew Morrison X Henry Cavill. Who is Any Matthew Morrison? You keep talking about this guy. <laughs> He played the teacher on Glee, and I guess I didn't realize it when I watched Glee, uh, but apparently he is, like, just an absolutely terrible person. Like, I loved Glee, at least the first two seasons. After that, when the main cast graduated, it was pointless. And I, did, I, was, I was always like, I would love to have a Will Schuster teacher. I just never connected the dots that he, like, planted drugs in a student's backpack in the first episode. Yikes. <laughs> I just, Yikes. Didn't, didn't even occur to me that that might be weird. He needed to get off the football team and into the glee club. This seems like the only solution. <laughs> Wowzers. Wowzers. That's wild. So anyway, there's this like TikTok trend that like anytime you mention Matthew Morrison, you have to like put a trigger warning in because he's the worst. Okay, but why are people talking about Matthew Morrison? Because people love glee. Okay. All I'm saying is Ian Gruford can come back as uh, Mr. Fantastic. I thought he did a great job. I thought he was good. I saw that movie once a long time ago. I'm sure I'm not ever going to revisit yeah. it because I'm I'll tell you I'm what I'm never going to watch again is Fan4Stick. Fan4Stick. You know what's weird is that movie always comes up in my brain like, I wonder if it was really that bad. And then oh, it's I got a 9% it. in Rotten Tomatoes. And then I watch it and I'm like, Nine. oh, it was. Yeah, it was that it was bad. It was really bad, bad. They, they made Miles Teller, they made me not like Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan. Like, Here's the thing. It was a real... If, 
anti-cell. I'm kind of sad that they can't bring back Miles Teller, or not Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan as the Human Torch. Not because I thought it was a good portrayal, but because, like, that's a good actor. Yeah, you know, he was great right as Killmonger. Script. Yeah, he was fantastic as Killmonger. But because he was so good as Killmonger, you know, we obviously can't, uh bring him back to the old Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, I think they that WandaVision's proved they could do whatever they want. <laughs> I know, but here's the thing. If they keep... Uh, uh, listen, we're not... Welcome back to Bayonet X on Wednesday. Because we're not, yeah, we're not spoiling WandaVision, okay? We're not spoiling WandaVision. We're not going there, okay? We're not going there. Maybe we'll do it in the hash browns. Here's the thing. Okay. Maybe that'll be our hash, hash brown for the week is, is a Wednesday division. Wednesday division. Wednesday. Oh, we can even put it out a day early. And then people will be like, oh my gosh, are y'all doing this every week? And we'll be like, no, maybe. Sure. Probably. Sure. Go on. Go on. <laughs> Sure. Oh, I miss this thing days. so much. Now you've got it back. Yeah, but I gotta give it back on like Saturday. How's how's the old late to the party going? It's going you great, know, I, man. We're almost uh almost done with our first season. Got big, big news coming. Big news coming? Big news coming. Is late to the party going to have spoilers for Godzilla versus King Kong? Probably not. The news can't be that big then, can But it? like late to the party accidentally <laughs> contains huge spoilers for Taz graduation, even though Jordan's never heard it. <laughs> Uh, it's like about, one day one day Jordan Bulky is going to listen to Taz and listen to Taz graduation and be like oh man oh wow well I guess you say cool so the Brandy can. Cinderella <laughs> I didn't the songs were in one ear out the other. I couldn't tell you what any oh, of them I like the songs. See, that's what I remember most from this movie. The, the, the story itself is just kind of like that's yeah. Cinderella. That's how it be isn't it? That she do be cinderella all over the place. I uh, I came and went on the songs. There was that one song that was like, are you beautiful because I love you or, or do I love you because you're beautiful? And I was like, I bet One Direction could put a banger version of this song <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because you just wrote a song about her, you douche. <laughs> you ever heard the song, She's Kinda Hot, by Five Seconds of Summer? She's kinda hot. Though. Where I'm like, what is, is this positive or negative? Like, do What's we stand one? talking about people this way or not? Uh, no, there's one that says, uh, oh, what is this song? She looks so perfect. No, Emblem 3, Chloe. Do you, are you familiar with this song? What? <laughs> I'm going to read you the lyrics to uh, Chloe by Emblem 3. This is going to be a dramatic reading. This is, this is Brandy content. Chloe, I know your sister turns everyone on, but you're the one that I want. You're the one I want. Yeah, yeah. You're the one that I want. You're the one for me. Uh, I just think that first line of, I know your sister turns everyone on. What, like, what? Chloe is not going to go out with you, bro. Yeah, no way. Do you know her biggest insecurity? The fact that her sister is attractive. Guaranteed. <laughs> to this day, I remember in high school, I don't have a clue what my, my teachers taught me in high school, but I remember every girl that was like, you're Ben's brother? He's so hot. I remember every interaction like that. You're Ben's brother? What happened? <laughs> Shut up. Shut, he's not that hot, okay? <laughs> he's not, he's not the cool looking. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that hot. Oh. That was high school. That was high school for you. That was. Okay. That was I didn't have any brothers, but I was not hot. <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't either. Definitely not compared to them. The hair was really working against you, my dude, back then. You know, so I recently got a haircut this past week. If you're watching this, you know that. You can watch this on YouTube, by the way. Probably. Thursday. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. Know, we recorded it. We're, we're uh, kind of trying this thing. Uh, if you're watching this, then you see that I got a haircut. And my hair is nice and short. My hair got long. 
Okay. And a lot of people with long hair will do this like Samson thing where they'll be like, my long hair gives me power. That's an Old Testament story. Okay. Uh, And like, if you lose your hair, you lose your power. I didn't feel that way. I didn't have particularly any affinity for my long hair, but what it did do is it was the first time since like high school that I didn't care that my hair looked terrible. And I was actually like super down with how freeing that was with like, no matter what I do, it just looks bad and I don't care. And that is like this grand, I get to just be me in my own skin. And it was this grand feeling. And then I cut it and I style it in the morning again and uh, I care again. And I've got my, 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 side part my hard part cut in you you look great yeah thanks bud i got my oversized sweatshirt too so i'm like all cozy cozy i'll be honest with you since the pando my oversized sweatshirts are basically no longer oversized that's most that's the real problem i'm facing right now (laughs) as a human being living through this coronavirus pandemic (laughs) is it like i used to wear oversized sweatshirts and now they're just sized You're just whelmed. Yeah, now I'm just whelmed. Yeah, I've I've had a similar issue this pando season where uh, somebody bought me an extra large sweatshirt and I was like, man, I love this because it's oversized. And then one day I was like, this is the only sweatshirt that sort of fits. So (laughs) this is what I feel comfortable in right now. Everybody leave me alone. (laughs) Everybody leave me alone. I don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. I uh, anything that was like already a little bit small, no hope now. Gone. No hope. Gone. No shot. Like I'm wearing some corduroy uh, like. Legging, or not leggings, uh, joggers right leggings. now. Leggings. Leggings. I am a big fan of leggings. I've been mountain biking, and as a result, you have to wear leggings because you can't wear like anything flowy because there's chains and stuff. Right. And, and trees, so you have to wear leggings. And I love them. The fact that men don't wear leggings is the dumbest thing in the world. We need to bring in man leggings, and I understand why we don't. You gonna get the of, you gonna get the TikTok leggings? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna get the TikTok leggings because I don't I don't care about my bung my bung looking good my bum. Okay, I just I just like you say comfort. that until you buy the TikTok leggings. <laughs> Will you buy the TikTok leggings? No, I don't have a butt. <laughs> you don't have a butt? How do you poop? Not particularly. I mean, it's there. <laughs> it's it's just, not like a prominent feature. <laughs> it's not what I would call like a marquee feature of me. Marky Rump. What what big stuff you got going on, eh? Nothing. Big no? big late to the party news coming that I can't talk about yet. Okay. Big bagels news. This is not big bagels news. <laughs> big bagels news. Bagels is canceled. Didn't even pay for the re-up. I didn't. They kept emailing me. I felt so bad. I've thought about taking the bagels archive, downloading it, and then like uploading it to like a zip file you can download on our website. So like if you were like, man, I wish I could listen to bagels. I would just I put it on SoundCloud. Yeah, I don't know if it's still on. Like if you search it on iTunes, is it there? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't tried. Let's find out. Uh, bagels. But I would like that like lasting existence. You know, I feel like that was a fun thing that I did. It is still there. Cool. I don't know what. We might want to look into the, uh, the logistics of that. <laughs> See yeah, how long it's, it's going to still be there for? Maybe forever. Who knows? I don't know. There's some podcasts that haven't uploaded an episode since like 2012 that are still on iTunes. There's no way they're still paying for that $15 a month. No, I mean, sure. Yeah. Okay. So we cannot log in. It looks like. That's not good. Without re-upping. So we'll have to, we'll have to do some. Uh, have to do some I, I imagine we could just contact Anchor and be like, hi, this is the feed. Yoink it, please. Thank you. Can you, can you yoink it and also send me a zip file? It's got all of it. Please do you not just process. have them? You're the one that made them. <laughs> I probably, but I don't know. They're probably all over different devices. I edited that thing on any device that I could. Yeah. It was it was it was a sandbox. It was like, how can I do this in different ways? I mean, with the exception of possibly the episodes that you edited of Bacon and Eggs, I know where every episode of Bacon and Eggs is. I know where all my audio is. Like Bacon I can put eggs. hands on all 
all of them right now. Hands? Well, mouse pointer. Mouse pointer? Yeah. Like, name a movie. Um, 42. That was year three? Sure. Um. Oh, you, are you just sitting here bragging about the fact that you've got organized files? I sure am. That's great. Well, you're I've Chad got a, what, August? Chad doesn't die in August? I've got, this is what I've got, Ethan. Depression. Okay. Yeah, I got that too. Two every Hey, yes. Single okay. September right here. 42. 78.5 megabytes. Uh, one hour and 57 minutes. Every single computer I've ever had has had one thing in common, and it drives me up the wall. It's my least favorite Tylerism. Future Tyler hates past Tyler for doing this. A folder on the desktop that is all lowercase in its title and says desktop stuff. <laughs> or some variant there where I just take every tile on the desktop and drop it in this stupid folder. And I hate it. I hate that it's lowercase. I hate that I can't come up with a cooler word than stuff. My only desktop folders are the podcasts I work on right now. Uh, currently. Sometimes they, it's stuffs. I've got one for VBR, one for Bacon and Eggs, one for Popcorn Culture, one for Late to the Party. We've got Bacon and Eggs, GameCube Games, Important, iTunes Crash Logs. Although to be fair, the Bacon video. and Eggs one is labeled PODCAST, all caps. <laughs> That's the good old days when this was the only one. There was no, was no late to the party. There was no, what other shows yeah, do you do? I've got on my, know. on my H drive, my external, I've got bacon and eggs files and it's listed year one, year two, year three, year four. You're so, you're so organized. Yep. We've been and doing this for four freaking years, Ethan. Yep. And That's then, so then if you years. go in there, they're all organized by month. That's fancy. So there's only like four or five episodes per folder. Per yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. That's amazing. Between four and eight. I've got uh, just a file hanging out here for rah, rah, Rasputin. Rah, rah, desktop. Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. Song I thought now, I was done with in my life, honestly, until TikTok. <laughs> Song that we played like on Just Dance back in 2011. I've never played Just Dance in my entire yes, life. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. When when have I played Just Dance? In in freaking Emily Sebesky's the Opto Octo unit in uh whatever it's called oh, in 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 James River Hall. Jr. The good old. You said Emily Sebesky. That was an unlocked memory. Yep. That girl. She had the best brag. Not the best brag because I don't. I don't. I, this isn't a brag to me, but she once was like, I know every part for every instrument for every song on the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. And I was like, that's insane. And she was like, oh yeah, quiz me. And I was like, oboe two. And we would like listen to a song and she'd be like, me, 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 that how an oboe sounds to you? Me, 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 We gotta talk about this movie or people gonna crucify us. No, they're not. Yes, they are. People love this movie. I love this movie. I think it's great. I'm curious. What was the audience reaction to this film in 1997? Like what were, what were, I don't know. I was four. Know, that's my thing is I was, I was five, four, five, four, about five when this came out and almost five, almost five November. I was five in December. Uh, I was just like, were people like, this is, this is the most interesting part of like the black history conversation for me is, was this coming out of controversy or was it like just didn't sell well or did it sell well? Or like, I just, I don't know at all because I know if this cast or an equivalent cast came out in 2021, there would be a lot of conversations surrounding it. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but in some cases there, like the Arrowverse has a lot of white people, but a pretty diverse cast, especially in terms of okay, like well, gender identity and stuff. Well, the Arrowverse doesn't have is Whoopi Goldberg and Victor Garver and Brandy and Whitney Houston's ghost. I don't know who Brandy is. She's a singer. Is she Destiny's Child? No, is I don't she think TLC? so. See, she's just Brandy. There's, there is this whole thing where I don't know anything about R and B that also throws me under the bus in this situation. And of course, you're about to be like, Brandy's not a rhythm and blues singer. Brandy sings. No, she absolutely is. Pop. Well, I mean, <laughs> pop rhythm and blues. Yeah. No, she's just a singer. 
as far as I know. What songs did Brandy do? Would I know, like, if you were like, oh, you know that Brandy song. If I pull up YouTube and I, I just have no idea. Brand, Couldn't tell you. I bet if I search Brandy, it's going to be like, Brandy, Brandy, you're a fine, you're girl. fine girl. What a good wife. You Borderline. Six months ago from Brandy. Well, I don't think six oh, months man. ago is when you were, what you were looking for. This this is a very heavy video. First four, 19 seconds of this video, Brandy has been thrown into an insane asylum. Nice. I'm not ready for for borderline by brandy i need uh brandy 15 years ago what song did she put out also her hair looks freaking awesome it looks like her big album was called never say never in 1998 brandy never say never oh that's justin bieber she's just she's not never she's not justin bieber but i (laughs) i don't know man 48 seconds that's not nearly long enough oh this is just the intro uh yeah i couldn't tell you i i just know that she's a singer she's like one of those one named singers like beyonce or ashanti i listened to this song called never say never from the album never say never full album uh this is rhythm and blues yeah it was the 90s oh yeah this is so that that's why I've never heard this. Sometimes Emily will get in the car and she'll put on R and B and she will sing every single song. And I'll oh, be like, oh, I've never heard white any girls. Of these white songs. girls who grew up when we did knew who Brandy was. Really? I'll ask Emily if she knows. I'll text Emily. Hey, see if Scott Knight was nice wonder knows Brandy. Oh, I know who knows who knows Brandy is Eni Fumayor. I thought she didn't know Diet Coke. She doesn't, but she does know Brandy. Not that she's a white girl, just that she knows who Brandy is. She said yes. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. There was like a like a time, right? Like this is what this is what uh uh um song from Hamilton, the bad one, the bad song from Hamilton, Helpless is based on. Is that like era of R&B when 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 these very talented uh female singers would like rip out a song and be like, "All right, now we're going to get Ja Rule on the track." <laughs> do a verse and he's like Eliza I don't have a dollar to money I swear to God Eliza I don't I don't I, you, if you played a Ja Rule song for me right now I would oh you I would, would be like you would know Ja Rule is it sounds like Buster Rhymes is. but isn't Buster Rhymes sounds like Reptar I didn't know this Buster Rhymes is apparently super involved at Rugrats he didn't just like voice Reptar yeah. he like wrote yeah. episodes of the show well, he, you can listen to the to the the Ashanti and Ja Rule version of Helpless from from Hamilton. <laughs> there is that. Oh, there's a bunch of Ashanti and Ja Rule songs. Yeah. I think they were married. They were like a like a oh. unit, like a Beyonce Jay Z kind of unit. Oh. Except Ja Rule was a much more like R and B friendly rapper, whereas Jay Z would be like Hove. This is what gets me. This is what gets me. Every time I see R&B singers, black R&B singers, I'm always like, wow, these are amazingly beautiful women I've never seen before in my entire life. There are some very, very talented uh, f- female R&B singers, and there are some very untalented male R&B singers that like truly made it for very little reason, like genuine. <laughs> Do you remember Hamilton? That thing was awesome. Yeah, that was a long time ago, man. <laughs> Hamilton happened a long time ago. <laughs> But also like eight days ago. In July? In July, July yeah. never happened. July yeah. happened. No. We are much closer to this July than we are from last July. I'll tell you that much. Coming up on the pandiversary. Oh my gosh. That's going to be a bad day. A bad day for time. Yeah. I remember I was going to the uh, airport to fly to Indianapolis and I texted my travel liaison and I was like, hey, are we like actually doing this? And she was like, yeah, I mean, it's whatever. Like I haven't even been watching the news and I was like, okay, you might want to put the news on. <laughs> Yeah, Indianapolis is a bad place to be right now. There was like five cases, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like... I'm going to a medical conference, though. Right? <laughs> and so I was like, I'm not going. And she was like, okay, we won't hold it against you. And they didn't. Uh, but it was scary. They're, like, that first trip, it was like, I might lose my job 
because I'm not traveling. And now they're super lenient. Anyway, so Brandy was a young, up-and-coming, talented, black R&B singer in 1997 when they made this movie. Uh-huh. Whitney Houston was a Houston. fully made it talented black she was like R&B the Beyonce singer. of 1997. She, yeah, she was the Beyonce of 1997 for sure. She yeah. had that and I will always love you song. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Whitney Houston was like, for some reason, like I'm going to front money for this movie. Like I'm going to produce this me and Disney going in together. Cause you see the title this card. The Disney? Be- yeah. There was no title card at the beginning. Yes, there was. Really? <laughs> yeah. It said the wonderful world of Walt Disney and Whitney Houston present. What a wild thing. <laughs> yeah. This was made for like Buena Vista television <laughs> and and uh premiered on ABC. I, I, I'm from Virginia. That's Buena Vista. Buena, Buena Vista is a town in Virginia. <laughs> yes, this is a made for TV movie. They just like they filmed it on proper movie film, like Eastman movie film, and then just like dumped it to videotape and then so and then deleted like, it. Just threw it away. Just deleted so it. So it wasn't on TV? Like you no, had it was to on buy TV. it on yeah, tape? Yeah, it was on TV. Okay. It was a made for TV movie, but like it ran onto tapes and then like ran from tapes to the TV. Right. There's a particular period of time. You'll, you'll notice this if we start deal, dealing more into movies from like the 80, the late 80s, early all through the 90s that like if they were made for TV movies or whatever, like there's some movies that just don't have an intact master copy. They have like the video copy and it's, it's very hard to remaster a tape. It's the same well, with like early, that. early music videos, especially like a lot of Michael Jackson videos, big production videos is they would do them on TV cameras, right? And which would record straight to, to magnetic tape and just like were terrible because of that. Doesn't that suck? I mean, doesn't that just break your heart? It's the only period of time when we've ever done crap like that. I think it's because humanity started in 1990. Because like, if you look at, um, I mean, obviously it's for things that weren't meant to go into theaters. Like they would never film a movie that was going to theaters like that. But these days it's like, we're going to shoot a movie for Netflix in 8K. Right. Like we're going to do it as big as possible just in case, right? They're shooting the Mandalorian on IMAX. The, the what? The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. On I'm, I try to say all of my words at one time. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to say the Mandalorian on IMAX, and it almost came out as the Mandalorian. <laughs> do you do you remember that TikTok trend where it was like, "What's your favorite celebrity interview moment?" What's your favorite celebrity interview moment? Why is she wearing is that it, hat? I hate her. By the way, what the celebrity interview moment, girl? Yes, because she <laughs> okay. looks directly into the camera and gives this weird look. She's like, "What's your favorite celebrity interview moment?" Anyway, the one that always got me was when Pedro Pascal would be like, "And then I was sitting with with John Favreau, and he said I have this project for Star Wars, and what do you want to be a part of it?" And Pedro Pascal was like, "I will do anything to be a part." Are you of talking Star about the Comic Con panel where he like lays down on the table and cries? I mean, I don't know if he lays down on the table in this one, but yeah, where he like, when John's like, he's like, do you want me to be a droid? Do you want me to be like a Wookiee? Right, he like says, no, you're the Mandalorian. And he like cries. Yeah. Oh. And he just like puts his head down real quick and is like, it's the best day of my life. Oh man. The one Can that's been remember? killing me recently since he's come back into the thing for, for WandaVision is the Paul Bettany ones where he's like, yeah, so. I mean, they killed me off in Avengers Endgame and I, in Avengers Infinity War. And I just figured they were calling me in to let me know officially that you know, we're done. It's, it's over. Right. Goes, so I walked in and I was like, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for everything, the for the opportunity. And they're like, well, hold on, are you, are you quitting? And he goes, no, I thought I was being fired. He goes, oh, no, no, we won't put you in a TV show. <laughs> He's like, cool, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I know. I love that. Like, there was always this sort of perception of of Paul Bettany that, like, I don't know that it was ever confirmed in an interview, but it would be like, hey, Paul, we want you to come do this superhero thing. You've got to do the voice for Jarvis, but it's only ever going to be a voice, so don't worry about it. And then, like, in Age of Ultron, they were like, oh, and you have to wear this awful red suit. And, like, the understanding was that just Paul Bettany hated it. 
Which is not true at all. Which is not true at all. He loved it. Yeah, he loved loves it. it. He's Paul Bettany, man. Like, he's nobody. He's not nobody. He's Paul Bettany. Right, but he's, I mean, at this point, he's relatively nobody. He's long removed from his previously most famous roles. Correct. I I would go, this is how much I love Wednesday Vision, is I would go back and watch other Paul Bettany projects that I've never seen before. Simply because I love his performance in the show. Oh, uh, Paul Benny as as Vision in WandaVision is a hundred times better than he ever did as Vision in the Correct. movies. Like, that character sucked. And now he's giving, like, Robert Downey Jr. levels right. portrayals. Yeah. yeah. They both are. Oh, my God. She is doing amazing. Okay, so we're doing this for the Hash Browns, then. This is what we're doing. <laughs> I've decided. We're just going to do the Wednesday Vision for the Hash Browns this week. If you haven't seen WandaVision, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Episode six, spoilers a hoe. Um... Yeah, so this was like um this was like a big deal cast, right? Because you this was a lot of people in their prime. Yeah, like Seinfeld would have been on TV. Yeah. Like finishing up, I think, but but was like already established. That, that was George Costanza. I <laughs> the jerk store called. <laughs> They're running out of you. Jason Alexander is such, I love an, Jason Alexander. such an underrated actor. You ever seen he Pretty Woman? Be, no, but he should be Reed Richards. <laughs> <laughs> You should watch Pretty Woman, Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. And Jason Alexander plays this just horrible guy in this movie, but he's so like weirdly good at it. Not in like a, oh, well, George Costanza is kind of a scumbag, but you still love him anyway. He's the lovable scum. Like this guy sucks. Yeah. But it's just like, it's hard to see Jason Alexander be like that, but it works for some reason. I don't know. What's he, what's he doing right this minute? Jason Alexander? If I call him on FaceTime and be like, no, you called me. <laughs> <laughs> He, oh, he's in a Tide commercial. That's what he's doing right now. Um, what is Jason Alexander doing right now? Oh, he's taller than you. He's five foot four. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. He's better than you too. Look at this. He's a Libra. Looks like he was in two episodes of The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, yeah, and he was in a Tide commercial at the Super Bowl. He's uh, in a documentary about the Gettysburg Address that's about to be released soon. He he voices a character in DC Universe's Harley Quinn. And he is a character in Young Sheldon, at least in three episodes. Yeah. Um, he was in a 2020 movie called Faith Based. Oh, that sounds like something we would want to watch. It's got, oh, you know what? It's got six people in it. <laughs> Looks hilarious. No, it doesn't. It's got a pretty full cast. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I was on the Wikipedia article for it. It's got six people listed. I love Victor Garber, too. It's one of my favorites. Every time I get to see him with something. Uh, he was in Titanic the same year that this came out. Probably before this, I think. Unless Titanic was a Christmas movie. But Victor Garber would have just been in or about to be in Titanic. <laughs> It was a Christmas movie, December 19th, 1997. I think there was somewhere in my mind that it was, I was like, they've released Titanic right before Christmas. But yeah, Victor Garber was about to be in Titanic. Nothing says get into the Christmas spirit like a Christmas time cruise ship crashing then, in the Atlantic. And then like seven years later, he was the lawyer in Legally Blonde. Let me run down some statistics on Titanic for you real <laughs> here from Google. Why? <laughs> release date, December 19th, 1997. Director, James Cameron. Feature song, My Heart Will Go On. Box office, $2.195 billion US dollars. Budget, $200 million US dollars. Car, 1912 Renault Type CB Coupe de Ville. <laughs> it's probably the car they have sex in. <laughs> okay. Why is that part that's of statistic. like... like, And that's it. That, it stops there. <laughs> Release date. Director. Car. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's certainly the car they had sex in. It's 1912 Renault. Of course it is. It's Coupe de Ville. All right, let's go to Disney Plus. Search Spider-Man. We got Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man. Cars, too. My favorite what? Spider-Man would use a car. What? <laughs> that was a TikTok sound. 
where he was like, this dude was just like going through Disney Plus, search Spider Man, and it was pulled up like Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man, Cars Two, and he goes, Cars Two. <laughs> my favorite Spider Man movie was a car. <laughs> Uh, this is my favorite critic review of Titanic. Uh, this is from Times of India. I'm not doing the accent because that's rude. Uh, you won't mind seeing the Titanic sink all over again in 3D exactly 100 years from the moment it actually happened, which I guess was a review from 2012. When was Whitney Houston in The Bodyguard is the real question. What about The Hitman's Bodyguard? Bodyguard was 1992. So yeah, this is Whitney Houston was at in her prime. She had already been in the Bodyguard and released the song I Want to Dance with Somebody. It's 10 years earlier. Whitney Houston was that's, really somebody at this point. Yeah, I don't think Whitney Houston showing up in this movie was 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 nothing. I'm saying that's a get. Yeah. She was great as the fairy godmother. I thought she was fantastic. A lot of people uh that I spoke to about this film were like, "Oh, she's clearly the best singer here." Um, which I guess is true, but I didn't feel like her songs were like yeah, I don't think they gave her a chance to shine the way they did Brandy and, yeah. and, and Pablo Montalban. Right. And Whoopi Whit- Goldberg, I don't think, sang at all. No, I don't think she did. Nor did Victor Garber. Uh, yeah, they had that song where they were all dancing together. And they, Jason Alexander they sang. Off. Yeah, he had a whole and When song. Jason Alexander started singing, I was like, man, where did that come from? <laughs> they were really doing something here. <laughs> I thought he sounded great. Sure, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard comes out this year starring Selma Hayek. What is the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard? It's a sequel to the Hitman's Bodyguard with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jack. I don't know this song. I mean, this movie. <laughs> Oh, man. What? They were, it was a 2017 film where they were cashing in on... Uh, that Deadpool dead, fame? Dead, Deadpool money. Yeah. That, that young Deadpool money. Yeah. And and they were like, Detective Pikachu? No, 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 no. Hitman's bodyguard. I just love the fact that, that Ryan Reynolds owns a Welsh soccer team. He does? Yeah. He owns a Wrexham FC. Nice. He also owns like a cell phone company and and aviation gin he's he's somebody he just released a commercial that was like me and george clooney and somebody else got together to to make three different kinds of liquor in a box <laughs> he's so funny he's a funny guy i think we're at rap time i'm showing 132 on my recording which is yeah it uh, works for me Let's wrap, wrap it up uh final thoughts on brandy um fantastic i like th- i like this movie a lot um i like glad, this movie a lot I'll glad it's like available kids. Again, this is the best Cinderella for sure. Um, it's way better than the cartoon. You know, I've never, I don't think seen the cartoon, so I, I would never comment on that. I mean, it's like fine. They spend a lot of time on that Bibbidi Bobbidi Boop song, which just is a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of white people in the cartoon, if I recall. Yeah. And like the music just isn't as good because they were just like, mm, I see that we, that Roger and Hammerstein did this for us once upon a dream. Uh, they were really good. Let's do it differently. And in, in, in this, in this, the year of our Lord, whatever Cinderella came out in. I have no idea. You could say any year before 1999 and I would believe you. 1955. Was it really? I don't know. That can't be possible. No, there was one. Yeah, there was the original Roger Hamilton Cinderella. Uh, no, 1950. The cartoon came out in 1950? Yeah. Oh, then I was wrong. They hadn't done it good yet. Never mind. It sucks. <laughs> cool. And then, then there was the Lily James version. Yeah. I bet that one's pretty good. It looked pretty yeah. The pictures look good. Eh. I mean, I don't know. It's not even as good as Beauty and the Beast. I love Beauty and the Beast, so that's, that's a pretty high standard. I don't I don't get that at all. I think that movie's fantastic and I love it. I can't I cannot fathom why it like looks bad. It doesn't even play at the right speed on TVs. I don't know. I just like it. I just think it's a good movie. I don't feel like I have to defend it. Yeah, but I feel like you have to defend it because it's garbage. <laughs> I'm but with I the rest like of the remakes it. a little bit. That that one is that one is horrendous. You want a listener score? I do. It is a 89.6. Holy butts. That's a 90 on the listener score. Yeah. I don't think that actually changed from last week. That puts this at a 79.65, which rounds up to an 80. Where does that put us? 
that puts us so it's it comes down to tiebreaker scores because easy a is also an 80 at a 79.95 so this goes above princess diaries below easy a that actually feels right to me i can i can jive with that doesn't beat soul doesn't beat shrek or hearts beat loud and brutal review for soul there <laughs> i just know whatever i didn't love it <laughs> i just don't understand it's so good <laughs> i think about soul every day i think about Endgame every day. I do not think about Avengers Endgame hardly ever. Really? Yeah. I love Endgame. It's a great movie. I mean, sure, I don't think it lasted. It left like a lasting one-liner on me, though, the way that Soul did. Really? Yeah. You know the thing about like the scene with Tony and Cap where Tony is telling Cap, like, you said you'd be there and you weren't. Now we lost and I have nothing. I think about that all the time. I think about I Love You 3000. I think about Cap catching Mjolnir. I think about Thor saying I knew it. I think about on your left. I'm going to enjoy this. I think about I went for the head. All of it. I think about all that all the time. Yeah, I haven't seen it since it was in theaters, honestly. What? That's yeah. so good. I've had no desire it. to watch it. Oh, it's so good. I have all sorts of desire to watch it. Anyway, so that's the scores. Uh, exciting news, listeners of Bacon and Eggs. Uh, we have a new home for our merchandise. So if you're sitting there like, man, I want to get a new t-shirt, but I don't even know where to go. If you took at the description of this episode of Bacon and Eggs, there's a link to Public. We have all sorts of new colors and t-shirts and, and designs and just like anything you can honestly imagine. If you want mugs, if you want travel mugs, if you want laptop cases, if you want wall art, WBNE and Bacon and Eggs merch, all available at the link in our description on TeePublic. It's really, really good stuff. And so far, we're super happy with the service. We ordered new stuff for ourselves. If you want something, you should, you should get it because you're special and you look really nice in it. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. I appreciate you telling me I look nice in my new Bacon and Eggs merch. You're, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to do it. I'm uh, not even wearing it. I know, but you will look nice in it, probably. I was going to say, I have not received it. Uh, Ethan, you want to do the, 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 the sign-off stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do the sign-off stuff. What's up? My name is Ethan Edgehill. I'm the host of Bacon and Eggs, Um, and I do the sign-off stuff. Our... Graphics are by Vaishan Brandon, graphite.vmb on Instagram. Hit Vaishan up for any graphic needs you might have. Our music is by Andrew Scott Bell, andrewscottbellmusic.com, or Andrew Scott Bell Music, or Andrew Scott Bell, wherever you can find Andrew Scott Bell. Uh, he's, there's links for both of them in the description of the episode. As always, they have done wonderful things for us and continue to do wonderful things for us. Uh, Vaishan just did our whole WB&E logo revamp, which looks fantastic and way better than what I did a December and a half ago it on my awesome. computer. In Photoshop, Vaishan did a much better job than me and looks fantastic. It looks classy and like great Gatsby-ish now. He's even got a new YouTube channel. So if you he want does. graphic design, you can do it. It's a good, good time. Um, Bacon and Eggs this week is brought to you by Curly Critics, the newest addition to the WB&E show network, podcast network. That's the thing we are, Podcast Network. The WB&E Podcast Network has a new show. It's called Curly Critics, where two curly-haired people talk about movies and Kanye West outfits, apparently, and stuff. <laughs> Maybe we just just uh, pushed that on them, but whatever. It's fine. They'll be okay. They're adults. They can handle it. Anyway, uh, my name is Ethan Etchell. That's Tyler Carlin. Until next time, Arrivederci. Are there any other young women in the house? Bye. Video. See you later. <laughs>